Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone. It's, oh, it's tired Jack and tired. Take up the energy. And tired Ross. It's time for payback. Andrew, are you tired? Are you all right? You seem pretty <laughs> bloody hell. Jesus. I hate myself. What's happened? What's wrong? <laughs> it's been busy, hasn't it? You've been away anyway. You've had other things to do. It's just all come at once, this, hasn't it? There's a lot of wrestling within two I weeks. I can't believe there's the audacity of the wrestling world to have two pay-per-views after all in. Yeah. It's all, It's annoying. Mm. It is. It is. Especially Tony. What are you doing, Tony? You but we're do. not here to talk about Tony. We're here to talk about Paul. Paul. <laughs> <laughs> and his wonderful card or is it an underdeveloped card so far for to, payback to be sure it's a massive it? fetus isn't it at the moment yeah. it's a big old dirty fetus hasn't really sprouted its Which limbs is... yet we're waiting for the, the the exit from the birth canal yeah, yeah but i mean we've had because i was saying this to adam like it doesn't feel that long since SummerSlam, but it has been a month pretty much so there has yeah. been like enough build to to towards this show but there's only like six matches on the card as and it stands. That's not a bad thing. It's not. And it's to, not. And to be fair as well, it's worth mentioning that the build was put slightly, partly on hold due to the nature of the, the Bray Wyatt of tribute course. episode of SmackDown and everything. Yeah. So um, that kind of, and the Terry Funk tribute I should mention as well, but mm-hmm. that, um, that you know, that kind of, it didn't stop all the storylines, but understandably some parts of the show were, were presented differently to how they would have been. Yeah. Mm. Um, but we are here to present our nine wonderful pitches for Payback 2023 in, I believe, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, Ross is going to go first, then Andrew, then myself. We'll go round three times and be left with three wonderful pitches. But remember the golden rule. It's not what we think's going to happen. It's what we want to happen. Pick it up, Ross! I had people... Um, there we go. <laughs> some, some of the people watching me record what happened out live heckled me with that. One went, one person went, there's no way they go. Oh. And then like three more, hey, hey, hey. and then you just, what the hell do you mean? Out. Oh, he hates them. They oh. pay your bills, young man. <laughs> I'm only I, I was No, I was, it was a difficult video to get through, but I, I talked to them all afterwards and good. everyone was lovely. Yeah. Very positive experiences with the viewers. Thanks, mm. viewers. Only two people mentioned the Italian restaurant. Ross, your only first... Only two. Only two. That's I was shock. shocked. Yeah, yeah. Because you can't get out with that one. Um, can I have your first pitch, please, as long as it doesn't involve Italian cuisine? It doesn't, no. We got learned on this week's Raw that Mammy uh, said that if the Judgment Day don't win the tag team titles at payback, then changes will be made to the faction known as the Judgment Day because over the last couple of months, she has proved beyond any shadow of any doubt that she is the boss. JD McDonough, Google me, is at ringside for this tag team title match because Finn Balor has invited him down there. Damien Priest is like, what the hell, man? But he carries on with the match in a 
begrudging manner because he wants to win the gold for his family, like he's Vin Diesel in the Fast and the Furious franchise. Yeah. It's all about the family. The match is going along swimmingly, and with JD McDonald McGoogle Me interfering, doing good things on the Judgment Day's behalf, you can see Rhea's like, ah, oh, yes, I like what I see from you, little Funko Pop boy. Um, but the other two are a little bit different in their uh, in their in their reactions to that. Shut up, watch. Um, <laughs> we, get, we get to the point. <laughs> this is doing my head in this. Uh, I thought it'd be a, a nice invest. Yeah, birthday present. I can't work it out. What is it? Just what what, what was it telling you there? It's Apple Watch. I don't know. Leave me alone. Right. <laughs> anyway, he was suggesting a booking change. Are you sure you want? Do you remember doing the podcast? It went off as well. I couldn't work out a turn. Oh, off. yes. Sat yeah, there yeah, for five yeah. minutes. Right, work it out. <laughs> Down the Apple Watches. Anyway, we get to the point towards the end of the match where Kevin Owens is up on the top rope for a big moose here, thinking, you know what's coming? A swanton bomb, maybe, which would lead into the finish for the match and the champions to retain. But all of a sudden, a figure wearing a black hoodie and black thing covering oh. their face simply pushes KO off the top two. Turnbuckle, which in turn allows Finn Balor to get the win for the Judgment Day. New champions. We've just had several months of a breakup angle with the Bloodline, and we don't need to do the same thing with the Judgment Day just now. Not a conclusive one, anyway. Damien Priest is looking happy because JD Don't Google Me was not involved, uh, not the one to get involved in the finish, but he's also confused because he doesn't know who actually was the one to get involved with the finish. Finn is looking a bit angry because it's someone new and not his little Funko Pop boy who got the assist and Rhea and Dom well they're looking smug AF my dogs hmm. because they had a master plan and it's paid off and this is where we run back the re-debut of Rhea Ripley as a Judgment Day member uh, back from Backlash 2022 where she was down on her knee like in the Undertaker pose and Edge was like oh! and then she took her hood off and revealed it to be her she's now obviously in the Edge role and we do the same thing with this master assailant and who is it everybody it's Joe Gacy Oh! He's a fantastic wrestler with a crap gimmick, yes. but a gimmick that could be tweaked to fit the Judgment Day, in my opinion. He's a spooky man. He's a crap cult leader slash cult member slash tree fetishist, mm -hmm. all of the above, but this can be tweaked to fit the Judgment Day. I've not watched this week's NXT because we're sat here on Wednesday morning, but we saw the Dyad lose their match last night in NXT, yeah. which I assume means they're now... Well, they're, they're leaving, aren't they, next month, in the yeah, next month? Sure. So that's going to leave uh, Joe Casey with Averain. Averain should not be on television at all at this point. Oh, hey. It's true, though. Oh. Uh, and so I think Joe Casey's going to be sat there spinning his wheels in NXT for the foreseeable. So let's make the best of an iffy situation for him and get him up on the main roster as the loose cannon kind of thing in the uh, in the, in the the Judgment Day. Rhea, this is where the thing makes it interesting, in my opinion, because she's just saying to Finn and Priest, the new tag team champions, you're welcome, lads. It's my way or the high way going back to the fact that she's really established herself as the boss in the judgment day it sort of continues the infighting because now priest and Bala are the tag team champions but they because of that they can't really leave and jd dutman google me is still on the outskirts of the faction looking inwards mm. will the lads like it or lump it find out next week for more well it's uh it's a yes from me because okay. I, I like the developments there and I like the several options you've got going forwards as well. One, just one thing: is Gacy cool enough to be in the Judgment yeah. Day? Because they're all, yeah. mm, they're all. He wears yeah. those yellow shades like Oliver Reed. Yeah, he Oliver does. Reed? He does, but with his tattooed cock. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Have I said the right person. name there, Jill? The actor. Oliver with his tattooed Reed. phallus. Which actor? He played he um, the, the bad lad in Oliver Twist, and then he died filming uh, Gladiators. Not Gladiators, Gladiator. Um, <laughs> oh, what? No. Films on... Films? Naughty it's films. Oliver Reed, isn't it? I've just got plucked no, the wrong no, name. No, 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 look. 
I've, I've, gone, I've gone for the big but one. I've a, gone for the juggler. I might have got a, a bit wrong. But it's a yes. It's a yes for me anyway. Um, it, yes, he is cool enough, you, you reckon? I think he is. They've just given a, a really bad gimmick, haven't they? Yeah, NXT? and it's a yes from me because I was really excited when he got announced that he was going to be in WWE and then going to be on NXT and then everything with, it, like you said, his gimmick happened and then I've just, as a viewer, I've just lost interest in it. Oh, yeah. And I'd rather see the shake-up like this and him just being put into the judgment day is like tremendous for him because it'll do so much to elevate him back into a, a, a place where everyone can go... He's pretty bloody good, him. <laughs> He's pretty bloody good, him. So yeah, it's, a yes it's, it's easy me. to forget in the in the midst of all those promos that mm. he's a, 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 a really good wrestler. It yeah, it is. I've read. I've just got. I was just about to say is there. there yeah, picture yeah. of he's, said. Well, he's wearing the glasses. PP. Oh, the oh glasses. right. Yeah, no, the, no, the glasses. Yeah, that's what I meant. Uh, no, I, I don't know if there is. I just remember watching an interview with him where he was like, "Yes, this is what happened." What a, he, he I have played, a tattooed phallus. Played, Look how ready he is he there. He played Proximo. <laughs> he drank a lot of alcohol. Oh, dear. He yeah. was known for his Hellraiser lifestyle, it said there. Yeah. Mm. Hellraiser. Uh, it's two yeses there. Get in. Andrew's yes, in a, baby. And a great mood, so I'm excited to see I'm why. Sorry, I'm trying to pick Is that an anime up? character? It's you? just a, it's like Akira, but with a cat. Tazawa, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yes, Akira Tazawa. Could I have your first? Payback pitch, please. More certainly can, young man. So we're going over to SmackDown this Friday, and we see a four-way tag team match take place to determine who will be the next contenders for those lovely WWE Undisputed Tag Team Championships. Obviously going out of what happens anyway at the weekend. The winners of that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. In this match, we have two teams from Raw and two teams from SmackDown. We've got Riddle and McIntyre and the Viking Raiders from the Red Brand and the Street Profits and the Brawling Brews from the Blue Brand. Uh, backstage, we see Riddle buzzing around McIntyre like an annoying, energetic fly as McIntyre tries to calm his partner down, telling him to focus on the task at hand tonight. Riddle continues, however, but this leads Drew to... He snaps a little bit at Matt. He grabs Matt by the scruff of the neck before letting a startled Riddle go. McIntyre kind of, like, shakes it off, and he apologizes and tells Riddle that if he doesn't start taking things seriously, he's done. He's out. Don't want out to do with him, right? Match time comes on Friday, and we can visibly see how frustrated McIntyre is becoming with Riddle as his partner fails to reach for tags when he's close by. Drew tags himself in because he believes his partner just can't get the job done. Anyway, we get to the end of the match, and uh, Drew leans into the corner. He's ready to hit a Claymore on Angelo Dawkins, only for Riddle ta to tag himself in. The two argue, this causing Montez Ford to toss McIntyre over the ropes from behind, and then Angelo hoys Riddle up, sorry, and then the Profits do that nice revelation maneuver that they do, their finishing maneuver. One, two, three, the Street Profits have won. And after the match, Riddle tries to reach out and apologize to McIntyre, but this time he properly snaps for real and just doesn't relent. A Glasgow kiss and a Claymore combo definitively put an end to this pairing as a seething McIntyre exits up the rampway. Now... I've got to swallow, sorry. Uh, we cut to payback, and we go to the Grayson Waller effect with Cody Rhodes as well. Grayson asks the question that's on everyone's mind, what's next for Cody to conquer after Brock Lesnar? 
Now, Cody talks about very how... Very cordial from Grayson Waller there. Very nice, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Well, Cody talks about how great Seth is as a world heavyweight champion, how there's still some unfinished business with a judgment date, but ultimately his mind and heart are set on one thing, and that's finishing the story and beating Roman Reigns. But Grayson being the little bugger that he is, right? He tries to make crafty jives at Rhodes, though. Like, after all, he lost on the grandest stage of them all and got rubber chickened. But Cody, <laughs> being Cody, he just deflects it and turns it into an impassioned promo about how uh, that might deflate any other superstar beaten by Reigns. But this is just the fuel for his fire to get back up and try again. And he will try again. However, since Reigns isn't here tonight and since he and Grayson are standing in the ring right now, Oh, he's got to keep himself all limber, ready to go, you know what I mean? So let's have a match. Right here, tonight, right now. Just come on now. Whoa, whoa, so whoa, many whoa, Yorkshire whoa. shenanigans. Whoa, going on there. so many. So many elbows. Grayson from. does, you know. No, Cody knows. Cody, yeah, Cody yeah, knows, Cody, yes. Yeah, yeah. He's from Halifax. Yeah, yeah, he is, yeah. <laughs> whoa, 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 Grayson says, hang on just a minute. I got a call just before we came out here from someone who was dying to get a chance to talk to you. So I invited them to come on the show. Let's bring out our second guest as Grayson gestures towards the Tron. A puzzled Cody looks on before slap of the thigh. <laughs> a Claymore kick to the back of the head oh. from Drew McIntyre by Heck Hooters in it after all the preposition of what happened Maybe before. <laughs> I'm not going to get you. Uh, Grayson... <laughs> Sorry, I spat everywhere. Oh, yeah. Uh, Grayson laughs, um, but a quick glance from Drew shows that he's not messing around. So he bolts out of the ring and away from the scene. Drew cuts a promo on Cody, talking about how similar their stories are. But unlike Cody, Drew has held the WWE title before. In a time when the company needed it the most, he carried WWE on its back whilst also defending the championship at any given opportunity. And for what? to get tossed aside for the next best plaything in Cody Rhodes, to get thrown into a tag team with a joke of a partner and never truly getting his moment when in the title in front of a live crowd, showered in the adulation he truly deserves. Well, no. You're naive, you're naive, Cody, if you think you've got what it takes, and you're naive if you think you're the only one who has a story to finish. And then it's Drew McIntyre versus Cody Rhodes. Next is the feud to go forward. <sighs> Which is difficult because you kind of don't want Drew losing either. No, you don't. Coming back. That's my stick. I'm fully on board with the heel turn. Fully on board. But if the narrative is going to, or the story is going to be finished next April, mm. surely Drew has to lose the feud yeah. overall. Which is, yeah. It's... It's a hard, it's one of them for me because oh, I, I really like the presentation of it. It's not a full no because it is, it is good and I like the justification yeah. from either man. But also... It's it's Cody's a, yeah and mm. I don't want either to lose I know and also mean. it's very similar to one of mine. Oh no! no. no. Might have done it better. But, the, but that's not why I've given it a. I just. I'm trying to. <laughs> no. it's, it's not my first one though, okay. so we'll wait for that. Mm-hmm. My first one is and I, and I left my lenses at home, so I'm gonna. And people say sometimes that I hold this really close to my face and I've not got them. It's understandable. We're old men here now. Ah, we we are. Are. <laughs> um, the Judgment Day lose their tag team title match after arguing, more arguing between Bala and Priest. Zayn slash KO leave them alone in the ring. Bala shoves Priest and berates him again. In his view, he's made another mistake that's cost them another match. Priest lays him out with the briefcase. He's had enough. Bang! 
excuse me, JD McDonough runs down as Priest hits Balor again and again with the briefcase until JD grabs Balor's leg and pulls him out the ring to safety. He helps Finn up the ramp while Priest stands in the ring. And in the words of every Scouse person, he is human. Thank you, Andrew. Um, <laughs> on the next episode of Raw, Rhea and Dom meet with Priest in the ring. Why did you do that? We were the strongest force in WWE and now we're falling apart. Priest says that he just can't trust Finn Balor. He's never been the same ever since Priest won that Money in the Bank briefcase and also keeps trying to involve his mate from back home in the Judgment Day's business and that's why to settle things once and for all, he wants to face Finn tonight. So the main event of Raw, Finn versus Priest. Maybe no, I think no DQ is probably the best stipulation for this because they get more and more vicious as it goes on while Rhea and Dom are at ringside looking conflicted and sad. Um, well, I don't know if Rhea does sad, but she's probably angry about what's going yeah. on. Dom can look devastated. He's yeah. like, no. Um, at one point, Balor wraps a chair around Priest's neck and heads up for a big stomp off the top. Dom shouts, no, no, this is too far. He looks down at Dom and argues back and this gives Priest a chance to recover and he hits him with the chair and the match carries on. A little bit later, the positions are reversed. Now the chair's around Balor's neck and Priest's ready to leap off with, I've put like a leg drop, but I don't know what he actually mm. does from the, not really a high flying. 450 in the game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shooting stock press. Dom again is like, oh, Priest, no, don't be doing that. Rhea doesn't know what to do. She has her head in her hands, which means she misses JD McDonough running down to ringside and once again, bailing Balor out, getting him out of there. He walks Balor up the ramp. The crowd are all booing because the match is over. But it's only raw, don't worry, it's not. Okay. But they're all booing because the match is over and this gets all the heat on JD for stopping the action, stopping mm -hmm. the viciousness. Um, the following week, Rhea, Rhea, Priest and Dom all call out Balor to the ring. This has gone too far. They're all acting crazy. Last week's match got a bit out of control. Now they need to talk this out like adults. Here comes Balor, but immediately you hear the other members of the Judgment Day start complaining on the mic as JD walks out behind him on the ramp. They're like, what is he doing here? They get in the ring, but there's a big gap between the two groups. Just like the emotional space between them as well. <laughs> um, wow. Even Rhea, who's been trying to hold the group together, um, now has to admit that this problem is right in front of them. The problem isn't the briefcase, and it's not jealousy. The problem is JD. JD steps forward into this space in the middle and starts arguing with the Judgment Day, but as he does so, he has his back completely to Finn Balor. Seeing this, Priest raises his mic and says, Now. Everybody stops. But Balor does nothing. He's confused. Pele kick from JD to Balor. Oh my God, it's a callback. Yo, the, yo, yo. So they're next to the Adam Cole one. <laughs> yeah. Get that fly away from me now. Get that fly away. Um, and everybody's, I know, yeah. And, um, Pele kick? Yeah. And uh, everyone beats up Finn Balor. Um, it's all, it was all a ruse with like seven U's. Um, over the following weeks, we learn that since Priest won the briefcase, the Judgment Day realized themselves that Bala was their weak link. Rhea is the most dominant woman around in the women's division. Dom is the greatest North American champion in history. And Priest uh, is the next in line for a world title because he's got the briefcase. They needed to get Bala out and replace him with someone just as twisted and ruthless as them. And given his history in NXT, that's JD McDonough. Um, this leads to several possible future matches. Balor versus JD, obviously. Also, I thought a mixed tag match, Rhea and Dom versus maybe Balor and Becky Lynch because I think Becky was trained by Balor or yeah. certainly yeah, like his pal. Yeah, been talked about that, yeah. And anyway, it all leads to Survivor Series. Finn, Becky, uh, and the Brawling Brutes versus the Judgment Day and a mystery ally that we'll get to later on. Oh, hello. Uh, Wait, I just need to check. Did we actually, did I actually include it in a future pitch? <laughs> I don't know if I did. Maybe, yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see how the last bit, yeah, yeah. 
I'll try a babyface Balleron for size with a Triple H regime. It was awful in the Vince McMahon times, but we saw on NXT way back in the day. Yeah. That's like seven years ago now. Yeah. The babyface Finn Balor under Triple H, it works. So mm. I'll try it on. I'll try it on, see how it fits. I'll try it on as well. Because we've not broken up necessarily all of Judgment Day. We've no. just excavated one person. Yeah. From it, which is which is quite cool. And also I think it's a good way to like elevate other members within the Judgment Day too. Yeah. Uh, not that, you know, the you've already got the women's world champion in there. You don't and, they're not here, it's okay. You don't need you know to I mean? you don't need to No no no. <laughs> uh, but I I really I really like it. I, I did not see the swerve come in there. I'd just like to apologize for what I said during your Grayson Waller one, I've realized, because I went right. very polite of Grayson Waller, and then he betrayed him. Yeah, it's yeah, all good, so. isn't it? <laughs> I won't worry about it. <laughs> just you were being nice about mine, and no, I thought... Oh, I mean, yeah. I, it was very good, that's Cheers, why. It's, it's not awkward at all, it's nice. It's, nice. <laughs> <sighs> it's very good. Sweat on. It's got, you Me too, I'm, up for yeah. Me. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Love you, man. I love you too. <laughs> Ross! <laughs> Your second pitch, please. Uh, on this week's Raw, we saw another badass promo featuring Shinsuke Nakamura, who once again was speaking mm. about Seth Rollins' bad back, which is broken in no less than two places. I'm going to need Shinsuke Nakamura to dress like he was in this promo for his match against Rollins. He's going to need his fists taped like they were. He's going to need to don those fighting shorts. He looked the part in that promo, and I think the days of the Elvis onesie should be a thing of the past with this new heel persona. I think he looked a lot more menacing mm. as a fighting man. Kick fighting, kicking all that sort of uh, uh, during the uh, during the special ring announcements in the middle of the ring just before the match gets started Samantha Irvin's in the process of saying Seth freaking Rollins like only she can when all of a sudden Kinshasa to the spine Rollins is Dune the match hasn't even started a valiant baby face Rollins stumbles up to his feet but his back is absolutely buggered he's having to use the ropes as a Zimmer frame another Kinshasa to the back Rollins is absolutely beside himself in pain there's no way he can continue but he does because baby face, but he literally can't do anything. Nakamura absolutely wipes the floor with Rollins and wins the title with a plumb. Oh, baby. It's a long and painful beatdown with everything focused on the spine because, as I said earlier, and as Rollins has said with his own mouth in public, it's broken in two places. I think we end Rollins' title reign before it even gets the chance of becoming stale and give Nakamura the kick up the arse he needs. This is the first time I think Nakamura feels like he could actually be a world champion sort of like presence, gimmick, whatever you want to put yeah. it. This, this package mm. is this new man, this new evil man, it just works for me. And uh, after he wins the title, I need Nakamura to do one thing as part of my pitch, and that's to get on the microphone and say, thank you, Logan Paul. Oh! oh. The extra bit of spicy oh. heat, then it can go, wabba, up there in the Tron, look, everybody, and mm. play the clip from Impulsive, where Seth Rollins reveals the severity oh. of his broken back, which right, is what right, Nakamura has right. used as research. Nakamura laughs and leaves. End of payback pitch. It's a yes from me. Ooh, I didn't expect that. I like it. I like Ooh. it. Well, because of the taking the belt off Rollins. Yeah. No, I think the, the your point about ending it before it has even a chance to get stale is good. And I think that Nakamura, yeah. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Has never been as... Uh, as presented Legitimate. As, yeah, yeah. Maybe like his NXT run, but not on the main roster. No. Definitely not, yeah. It's a yes from me because I do want to see that. However, I slightly disagree with him feeling like he's there. I think he's on the way to getting oh, there. Mm-hmm. I think there's not been enough build to finally make him feel that legitimate because he's literally he, what he came out of that feud with uh, Bronson Reed and Tommaso Ciampa and then kind of moved into this one, right? Mm. And it feels like a weird bit of a. Passover. It's quite there. radical. I mean, it's quite yeah, a rad yeah. pitch. It's quite a rad. We can all fight Logan Paul. Yeah. I, do, I do genuinely really like the idea of him becoming the uh, world heavyweight champion and then finally doing what I think so many of us want to see Nakamura do on the main roster and actually have like a really dominant run, have some tremendous matches with mm. lots and lots of different uh, competitors and uh, just continue this mean streak as well. So it's a big yes from me. Delightful. Delightful. Thank you. Oh, man, this one was a stretching off. Okay. Let me tell you, <laughs> a stretching off. I was struggling. I'm excited. Uh, but we'll see, right? And we're going to the steel cage match between Becky and Trish for this one. Uh, however, before the match, there's a brief moment backstage between Trish and Zoe Stark. Obviously, there's been a little bit of malfunction at the junction recently between the heels, as demonstrated in the Falls Count Anywhere match on Raw this past Monday. So Trish tells Zoe to hang back. She appreciates all the help uh, she's given her recently, but to close the chapter for good, she must do this on her own terms to ensure no distractions and no mishaps. This is the moment she's been waiting for. Trish was the one mishappening though on Raw. She nearly killed Zoe. She, yeah, well, it's been back and forth. Yeah, yeah. My pretty... God. She's the one with seniority here. She's the one laying down the line. Thank you, Trish. Do you that, do you that was planned? Um, it can't have been planned. Maybe not as I don't know. How yeah. the chair in the head? Yeah. <laughs> maybe it was talked about, but yeah, as Jack hey, was said. Who was it who got injured? Oh, it was Woods. Woods got whiplash from a chair mm. being thrown at him. On SmackDown? On Raw. On Raw? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the he's big... Out, he says he's I out thought for... it was a real... No, kayfabe thing, injury. Or is it real? Oh, is it kayfabe? Is it real? Oh, damn it. Me and Tom <laughs> reported it is real. I've not seen the story. Oh, fair enough. It right. could be real. Uh, well, it was from his own tweet. Ah. It could be... We could have been worked. You could have been worked, brother, brother. Damn. Anyway, after an initial bit of back chat from Stark, Trish stops her and says, she won't hear anything else, no distractions. Don't you dare come out or I'll get you. <laughs> Match time oh comes, and it's a competitive back and forth between Trish and Becky. Trish has stated, obviously, in the past, she's wanted to have a steel cage match for the longest time, so she's really putting everything into this one and pulling it out of the bag as well. 
Uh, there's a moment that culminates in both women being absolutely spent after a after many strategy factions and manhandle slams in which neither competitor can make the cover on the other. Cue Zoe Stark, who despite being told, obviously, by Trish not to interfere, she does so anyway. She's got a kendo stick in her hand. Trish goes off on Stark, asking what she's doing out here. And Zoe's obviously, she's like, well, I'm here to help you. You, can't, you clearly can't get the job done. You need my help to win. Uh, Trish tries to brush this off, but as, uh, and I'm sort of imagining, you know, the Money in the Bank briefcase spots recently where it like gets tossed in, but then someone else. Yeah, grabs yeah, 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 yeah. So like Zoe slides the kendo stick in between the gaps in the cage and Becky manages to intercept it with a foot and she picks it up and starts doosh, 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 wailing on Trish Stratus, right? Zoe's beside herself. It's exactly what Trish didn't want to happen. So instead, she plows through the referees, opens the cage door, and starts attacking Lynch from behind. Now, Trish recuperates, um, though, and pulls Stark away from Becky. And they're getting into a heated exchange, but as they do so, and unbeknownst to them, here comes a returning Lita. She's back in this whole thing. God. Uh, she's uh, But without the music, though, because this is a vital oh. part of this, right, at oh, the moment. Oh, okay. She comes, so she scales the cage wall and does a mental crossbody, right, off the top of the cage. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, okay, all right. if she's up to it, all right, oh, yeah. if she's up to it. But, that, that, like, they're arguing. So I guess the music would be an indication that Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, she's, yeah. like, scaling the wall. She goes for the crossbody, but Trish manages to get out of the way just in time, only for Starks to get hit. Uh, Lita then throws Starks out of the cage, and the beatdown between those two continues at ringside. Trish looks on, and she sees, though, obviously because uh, Zoe Starks comes through the cage door, uh, Trish looks on and sees the cage door now wide open, and she has the chance just to win this, just to finish it, done, get out there, finish. She looks back at Becky, she looks back at the door, and instead... Calls for the ref to close the door. Trish. The thing, the, the thing, I put the thing is going to continue. The match is going to continue. No cheap wins doing this on her own terms, like she said. Uh, Becky nods in approval and the two get back into it, but it's quite a quick exchange as after a slight back and forth, Trish tries to go for the stratosphere in the corner. Becky manages to reverse it, like hoy her up in the corner and do like a avalanche manhandle slam for the one, two, three. The man wins. On the outside, however, Stark has got the better of Lisa. Storming in the ring, she comes and she batters Lynch from behind again as she celebrates her win. She looks down at Trish and begins to just berate her. She told Trish she couldn't win without her help. Trish needs Zoe. Trish is the one that should be thanking her after all. Little does Zoe know, though, right, that while she's talking smack to Trish, Lita and Becky are slowly closing in on her, right? When she finally does realize, she's soon quick to try and calm both women down, only for Trish to rise up Keith Lee style behind Zoe Stark. Whoa! But like shorter than, yeah, than yeah. Zoe. <laughs> okay. Need to mess with the camera angles yeah. there. Uh, she turns to Trish and tries to pass it off as a joke. <laughs> I'm joking here, hey! I put in there. <laughs> only for Trish to respond with a chick kick. Lita hits the twist of fate and Becky follows up with a manhandle slam. Like a finisher merry-go-round. Uh, there's a tense back and forth stare between Trish, uh, Trish and Becky before the Hall of Famer grabs the man's wrist and hoists it in the air to celebrate the victory mm. and closing off this chapter for good. You, I was stressed. Tell you what, tell you what. Like it, it was a yes until the very end. And oh, then, really? Bah, yeah, I yeah, apologize. Sorry. I, I love the idea of Zoe Stark being the one to come out of this looking good and being well, that's elevated, well. but then she yeah. got beaten up at the end by all of the already popular all established all, women. Yeah. I, 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 it was there for so long. Mm. Bang, and then I've done that there at the end. So. Oh, the oh, end, no, oh right, I see. I, I wrote what I wrote, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I was, I was but I still, I still like the majority of the pitch. Yeah. 
I agree with Jack. It's gone limp at the end. Yeah. It's been rock hard all the way through. And then, woo. And then when it... <laughs> Then when when it's supposed comes, to matter, exactly. it's gone limp. It As I said, I was stretching. It happens you. to us all, Andrew. Don't Pretty worry about time. it. Bluetooth sponsors. <laughs> all all right. um, my next pitch is Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura. I uh, said, while, while I'd love for Shinsuke to win and think this is already my favorite version of him in WWE, very similar to what Ross has said, I think oh, that's the opposite of what I said after Ross's picture. I think it's been a bit of a short build. <laughs> Turns out I agree with you, Andrew. Oh, there you? we go. Um, a great build to elevate him as a believable threat in such a short space of time. But I'm not sure if, it, okay, I was in between the two of you, but I'm not sure if it's maybe too sudden for him to become champion. Mm. So I think after a grueling match where Seth sells the back a lot, and there's a great deal of jeopardy. The champion just about pulls it out of the bag. Keen to keep this Nakamura momentum going, though, I thought maybe he could feud with an elevated babyface, but one that he can beat. I looked through the Raw roster, and there's literally no singles babyfaces high on the card that Nakamura should be beating. All of the faces are either like Cody, who can't be losing a feud right now, or faces who desperately need to win themselves. Uh, WWE, I've said, is a heel-dominated landscape right now. Oh. The only one I could find that maybe makes sense is if Shinsuke was to go after Sammy, but obviously he's one half of the tag team champions, but it would kind of like be a callback to their NXT match. You know. Anyway, Seth wins and celebrates. He gets on the mic more emotional than usual. He's not as... Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, I don't know how much longer I can do this before I need to take time off and recover. And heck, I don't think you'd say hang. And heck, I don't know how much longer I can do this full stop. But mark my words, as long as I'm your world heavyweight champion, I'm going to keep fighting each and every night in front of the WWE universe. The lights go down. <gasps> Excuse me? When they come back on, a hooded man is in the ring behind Seth who turns round right into... Slap of the leg. It's a Claymore kick. What I've done here is I've realized I've I've taken your pitches and sort of mashed them together. What's wrong with that? Nothing's wrong with that. It's the best of both worlds. Drew measures Seth as he rises. Another (laughs) claim. No, no, he's about six foot three. Giant tape measure. He measures Seth as in... No, no, no. He stalks Seth as he rises. Another Claymore drags him back up by his hair and shoves him limply into the ropes. He rebounds slowly, and you know, and they're like, oh, I can't even yeah. stand up, into a third Claymore. Drew gets on the mic and, and basically cuts the same promo you wrote. Cool. So Seth Rollins, <laughs> but it's not a Cody, it's a Seth. Yeah. At this moment in our careers, you are where I'm supposed to be. Three years ago, I was at the peak of my ability. I was on my way to winning the biggest prize in this sport, and then the world stopped. But I didn't stop. I beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania and became champion, and nobody was there to see it. I had the peak of my career robbed from me, and when the fans all came back, it was Seth Seth Rollins, who swooped in and became their hero. I hate you, Seth, and now I'm taking back my spot. Seth wobbles back to his feet, big headbutt, and Drew walks off. And that sets up the next feud. And I think maybe Drew should win. I think feud. that's better than mine by no, I far. No, no. I think that no, that's it's a better way to do it. It's better. Yeah, just, it's a more palat- palatable opponent yeah. right, for yeah. Drew. I mm. think that's a, yeah, and I think him as a heel world heavyweight champion would be delightful. Yeah, the lights out thing was just that Drew did this thing in ICW and in WCPW where he came back like that with yeah. a hood on, and then but that was a face one. Your yeah. Flipped. Yeah, you're flipped. That's what say. he said. Is yeah. that the WCPW one? Oh, yeah. yeah, he said it in both, I think. I was watching the uh, ICW, one of the ICW uh, documentaries recently. Oh, yeah. And it was the one where Drew comes back as well. Oh, they went mad for him. Which was cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was nice. Nice. Good for, <laughs> good for nice? him. Yeah. But, uh, but I think he could also be a great heel. Oh, we know he's a good heel anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When he was Shane McMahon's henchman. Yep. Oh, he's God. He's got... <laughs> 
an opportunity to do more than just that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> as a heel, yeah. Yes. It was him and Corbin, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh Weird times, God. wasn't it? Yeah. 2019 Without was great. much reason for it either. No. Just to help Shane be the top heel in WWE. He's the best wrestler in the world. Yes. As that is the best television in the world. It <laughs> certainly is. Annie has come clean. Uh, I've made a mess with my third pitch. I wrote the third pitch oh, as no. if payback was happening after next week's Raw. So I've had oh. to quickly rewrite it. Is this what you were typing there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I read, you were like checking your emails. Or something. I read the first line. I was like, oh dear. <laughs> Yesterday was a very long day at work. I've made a right mess. But hopefully I've rectified it by just doing something utterly and completely uh, poo-housery, we'll, we'll call it. Because I've just gone with Chad Gable versus Gunter for the IC title. Should we move to payback like it should be? Yes. This barn burner is burning barns, as it would do involving these two. And once again, that silent assassin Giovanni Vinci interferes in a match at the point where it looks like a member of the Imperium is, is on the brink of losing. This would be the second week in a row where Vinci has done something like this after he was threatened by Ludwig Kaiser two weeks or two rows ago, I should say, not necessarily two weeks ago. Ludwig was going to make things right in the, uh, for the ring general by beating Chad on Monday's Raw, which he didn't do because what happened? Giovanni Vinci interfered, didn't he? Giovanni. He sure did. Giovanni. Um, so yeah, Ludwig also laid down the challenge to uh, Giovanni Vinci in that promo. He said, what's Giovanni going to do? And this was, this is what it looks like Giovanni's going to do, just stop people from losing, basically. The fact he's now besmirched two fantastic sporting occasions, this is G Giovanni Vinci, uh, because he has got, uh, obviously interfered in the payback match, I've got on there, and the one on Raw mm -hmm. before payback. The fact he's besmirched two fantastic sporting occasions and brought the sacred sport of professional wrestling into distribute, even though it's benefited his stable, is enough to get the saucy Italian model mute booted from Imperium by Ooh. Gunter. Bye-bye, bitch, says Gunter. Gunter then takes the mic and says, no, no, no. This is after Giovanni Vinci's course DQ. We're not doing it this way. We're going to go again until we get a winner right here in effing Pittsburgh. We're running back all in. <laughs> Five <laughs> minutes flight. isn't long enough. <laughs> Give them half an hour. Master Gable almost produces a masterpiece and almost ends Gunter's record-breaking or would-be record-breaking reign at the time. Uh, he almost does it but doesn't do it. Gunter obviously then goes on to break the record next week, but I've just quickly scrambled as I realized the mess in my pitch and said that maybe Gunter could hand over the title to Gable because now he's broken the record, he's achieved what he wants to do and he wants to move on to bigger and better things and he believes, you know, with the, the, the sacred sport of professional wrestling that Gable is a willing guy to take the title forwards uh, for the months and years to come, uh, weeks and months to come, I should probably say. And the fact that it's in Pittsburgh, you could maybe even have Kurt Angle come out and pad chat on the arse and run back what should have been done when Angle had an illegitimate son past the torch. <laughs> I'm expecting two no's, but I've tried to rectify my own mess. I'll tell you what, it was. It, it, it's the opposite of what I did with Andrews. It was a no mainly, and then bang. And the thing that flipped it for me was, because um, I was thinking, ah, Vinci interfering is a bit annoying. I'd like to just see a no shenanigans match between the two. And then that's what, as if you'd read my mind, you went, but instead they do. So, yeah. Thank yes. you, MJF. Uh -huh. Yeah, uh, I like it as well. I'm, I'm not too sold on the... The, the, I didn't make this up in my head, right? There was a, a part there where you said Gunter would then just pass. The oh, yeah. Belt. I kind of like it and I kind of don't like that at the same time. I think it puts over Gable how, more than any other win would do. How heelish is that from Andrew? I don't know. It, it was that ridiculous. I'm not sure if it was real that you no, said that. No, no. I just got mumbling. I just make stuff up in my head sometimes. Um, I, I'm not too sure about that bit, but the whole part overall, mm. I did enjoy. I, I wasn't too sure good. about that bit either, but then I thought... Oscar and Ember Moon did it and it wasn't too bad. Yeah. I suppose. I don't know though. Mm. I, I feel like I guess 
both ways, it still puts someone over, but I think someone definitively beating Gunther maybe, for the title. Maybe if he vacated it and then Gable won like the, the vacant like the match for the day. Yeah, the, whatever, the yeah. initial pitch was, <laughs> the obviously the rematch is happening on next week's Raw's where Satya. Then in my pitch, payback was happening after that Raw. Right. So they'd have the DQ finish on Raw and yeah. they'd have the proper yeah, match on paper. Yeah, yeah. But again, that's not how time works and I've no. just not looked at the calendar properly. <laughs> it was good though. Jeez. Yeah, it was all right. Sorry was for good, typing while you were talking. Oh, no, don't worry. <laughs> it was all worth it in the end. Andrew. Yes. Go on then. It's a silly one, my final <laughs> one. It's very small as well compared to most pitches okay. these days. Very small. Um, Anyway, right, throughout the night at Payback, there's, uh, again, backstage segments. We like them, don't we? Uh, we either see Tommaso Ciampa handing out flyers of one missing Johnny Gargano, or we see one of the flyers, you know, quite prominently in the background of certain shots and stuff. There's a specific moment, however, when uh, being interviewed about their upcoming tag team title match, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn reference the posters towards the end of the segment, but nothing really comes of it. They're just off they go, gone. Um, we then head towards the, the uh, undisputed tag team title match, the street fight between the Judgment Day and Zayn and Owens later in the evening. This thing spills out into the streets and out of the arena. Uh, even there, we see uh, these. Uh, sorry, even there, we see these Johnny Gargano flyers like Tommaso's been out, he's been painting the town paper. Uh, on car windows in the parking lot, on lampposts uh, that both teams pass when they're outside. The whole shebang, right? And as they fight back into the arena, however, after they've been sort of out there doing all the bits, running each other over with cars and whatever else, uh, they fight back into the arena and through the gorilla position where once again, they pass another one of the flyers. But whilst fighting through the curtains, the shot lingers for just a brief moment and we see an arm enter the shot and pull the flyer off the wall before it quickly cuts back to the action. We don't really see too much of that. And in this pitch, it's the judgment day that come out on top um, because I would like to see them win the tag team titles, please, thank you. Uh, they just don't stop at that, though, as Rhea and Dom get involved. It's a big celebration. The Judgment Day is back together proper. Yay, it's lovely. Uh, and they put the big old prolonged beat down on Kevin and Sammy until... No one will survive. Blaze through the arena. Champer appears on the ramp and then only swiftly to be followed by the DIY theme song and a returning Johnny Gargano flanking his side as well. DIY are finally here. They chase the heels away and then they fight in the coming weeks and it's yeah. great. I mean, yeah. It's a yeah. Yeah. It's a yes. It's a, a yes. Yeah. Well. yeah. Do we yeah. also get to see them take on Owens and Zayn as well? Yes. yes. I think okay. so. I'd, um, I'd like to see that too. Because that was the thing. I was thinking like, I really would rather see DIY versus Kevin and Sammy for the yeah. tag team titles. But I feel like when they come back, they might be more baby facey. It's true. Comes it back. Doesn't, I mean, it could just be a big lads, it old friends be, yeah. having, fighting each other. But no, I get what you mean. I'm intrigued to see what it's like when Gargano does return, considering the lack of reactions he was getting before yeah. he left. Mm. Do you think there'll be more of a reaction with him and... Tommaso is DIY again. I don't think know. it'll it's be hard. about the same. It's hard to tell how many NXT fans will be. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. It's a yes anyway. Thank oh, you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, right. My, um, my last pitch. Um, at Payback, Paul Heyman and Solo are there because let's say uh, Solo has a big match, maybe against someone like AJ Styles. Uh, he wins, but backstage we see that Jimmy Uso is there and is paranoid throughout the show. Whenever we like find him in the arena, he's like, oh, he's looking around because he's wary of an attack either from Roman because he left the bloodline, remember, or from his brother because he betrayed him also. Um, 
Backstage, Heyman and Solo have a tense meeting with Jimmy after Solo's win. Paul says that the tribal chief wants to pass on a message to Jimmy. He extends his gratitude to Jimmy for his help at SummerSlam and wants Jimmy to think very carefully about his next move. Does he want to be out there alone with enemies on all sides or does he want to do what he knows is best and come back to the bloodline? It's up to him. Jimmy's conflicted and Heyman says, I need your answer by the end of the night. Uh, like an hour or so later it's just before the main event uh, Heyman meets with Jimmy in the car park and Jimmy gives him his answer he's thought about it and he's going to give the bloodline another go Paul is all smiles but Jimmy still looks around nervously and Paul's like yeah you've made the right choice and hey relax will you and Jimmy gets into his car and drives off Heyman's still grinning and he's just quipped and all that and then he's grabbed from behind by a hooded figure and bundled into a car which speeds off into the night Jey Uso has kidnapped Paul Heyman Oh my um, goodness. And then I've just put Paul Heyman on a forklift match at Fastlane so, <laughs> <laughs> between Jimmy and Jay. That's the end of the pitch. Yeah, something needs to happen just to keep it going, and that is the best thing. Okay. I mean, it, very much it would definitely be a surprise for that to happen yeah, in the story. It of would. It would. Uh, I just like the idea of Heyman on a forklift during the match. Going, that, is, ah! that would be pretty good yeah. as well. And the brilliant thing was if he keeps him hostage, therefore Paul won't have access to his hair dye or mm. razor, so Paul looked very different. <laughs> and also the bloodline won't have access to their, their wise man either. Yeah. So oh, I didn't too. even think about that. But the hair dye. And the, no, no, that was good too. That was someone, good who too. I, someone who I, I have a theory dyed their hair recently, having seen him briefly in person, in passing, was Dave Meltzer. Oh, um, oh, yeah. Did you see him? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that guy, the boot polish. London. The boot polish. Is it the boot yeah, polish? Yeah, yeah. It was looking dark and young. <laughs> yeah, he's 60s, though, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm not going to have a go Is at he him. really? Oh, oh yeah. He, he's in tremendous shape for his mm. age. He looks it. Well, well, his yeah. forearms are like cannons. <laughs> um... But yes, no, uh, yeah, Jay kidnaps him. And I was thinking about when Edge kidnapped a bearer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or when Austin kidnapped fun, Scott Hall. Yeah, that kidnappings fun are fun in wrestling. Yeah, in wrestling. Um, so, yes, there we go. That was then. cool, yeah. That the, was good. Those were our nine pitches for Payback this weekend. Um, and there'll be all sorts of coverage happening for not only that, but for AEW All Out as well. It's, it's a busy one. Yeah. Yeah, it's all the normal coverage we do, but for both shows. Yes, what happened at WTF Moments, predictions. Mm-hmm. Um, there'll also be AW All Out pitches going up I think the day after this one goes up yep and uh, are there reactions for both shows on Saturday and Sunday so me and Adam on the Saturday for payback uh, YouTube uh, dot com forward slash live forward slash cultaholic no youtube.com forward slash cultaholic forward slash live we'll get there uh, on Saturday and then you'll have Tom and Fraser for the uh, all out ones as well on Sunday fantastic sounds good uh, cheers everybody <laughs> well in reality we're going to sit here for another hour and then do all out but for you, we're saying goodbye. Thanks for watching. Leave your pictures in the comments below. And remember, life's a pitch. And, and then, then you die. die. It's working well, <laughs> though. It's good. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's good. It's catchy. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.